This is a pre-recorded version of the WTKA Roundtable <laughs> on WTKA, unsurprisingly, 9 o'clock Thursdays. It is recorded, however, so if you call in, no one will answer. We're back, folks, here on the Michigan Insider Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTKA.com. Sam Webb, Mr. Matt DeMismis, or almost called you Ira, on the other side. The next time you hear from Ira, it will be from Wolverine Weekend coming up uh, this weekend. But Miz in with me today and tomorrow and right now with me, as they are every Thursday in the 9 o'clock hour, the MGO Blog crew for the MGO Blog Roundtable and uh, a more festive... I think uh show on tap then uh we th- we would have thought we were going to have a couple as of a couple of days ago when it looked like uh basketball was going to lose in the portal and football was going to win but they both won in the portal so we will get into that starting off first with uh, our intros Brian Cook good morning how are you good morning <laughs> all right and we have Seth Fisher good morning good morning boss i expect you to um Pay back all the money that I had to give to Conwell last night. So just I just want you to know I'm I'm putting that on this month's yeah expenses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it was a money deal, they wouldn't have gotten him. <laughs> just, if that was the driving factor, he would be coming to Michigan. All right, uh, and Craig Ross, Craig, how are you this morning? I, I'm doing fine. Uh, can we reserve thirty seconds for tennis at some point in the show? We got you. Uh, Okay, because there is a Michigan tennis story worthwhile. I figure you guys would want to talk about Messi. I don't know anything about soccer, but I know he turned down $1.2 billion. Who turns down $1.2 billion? Lionel Messi turned down $1.2 billion. So anyway. Well, you know, he got he got paid still. So, <laughs> so don't, it's, not, it's not charity. <laughs> well, mean, there are guys on the pro golf tour who were getting paid just fine, and they didn't turn it down. So, well, you know, he didn't want to have to live in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's hot. Yeah. All right. It's unpleasant. So, Sometimes your head gets cut off. <laughs> Come on, man. What? <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's not politics. I, that's I, a fact. I, it is a fact. I know at least six guys who had their heads cut off. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's bring this back uh, to a domestic topic. And talk about Zion Williamson, right? No, no, not Zion. Talk about the transfer portal. We'll do it in order of success, right? And so yesterday morning, everyone expecting Josh Wallace from uh, UMass, four-year starter, two-time captain, uh, to pick Michigan over offers from Virginia Tech, where his high school coach was on staff and where he was guaranteed a starting spot. Penn State offered, Oklahoma offered, uh, Iowa offered. I'm sure I'm missing some others in there. Uh, but he had a slew of offers uh, in a matter of days, and he wound up choosing Michigan, who guaranteed him an opportunity to compete 
on a national championship contender uh, and and in so doing, fortifying a probably the, the position that's the biggest question mark heading into the season, Brian. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, he provides a pretty high floor for that spot. You know, he's a captain. He's got a ton of experience. <clears throat> you know, Michigan knows his head coach pretty well, so they probably have a pretty good scout on him. And, you know, he's sort of the opposite of Amorian Walker, right? Amorian Walker has all the potential in the world, but he was a wide receiver last year. Is going to need some time to kind of get with it. He'll hit the ground running, be able to go, and we'll see exactly what his upside is. But in terms of, like, is that corner position going to be a huge red flag for the whole year? I think he definitively changes that answer to no. Uh, At the very least, he'll be a serviceable Big Ten player. And really now my biggest concern with the team is like, are they going to get an elite edge rusher? Like who's is, is Stewart going to step up? Is Derek Moore going to step up? Is Braden McGregor going to step up? Um, and that's a pretty good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause I think they will be very good defense, but it's really just like, are they going to be elite? And that's an excellent question to be your only question going into a season. Yeah. You, you're, you look back at how a guy, uh, that is good because I talked to the UMass guys about him and the comparison they gave me was, hey man, he's he's like David Long. Now he said he's not as fast as David Long. David Long is a four three four four guy. This is a four five guy, uh, but you know gives you good length, uh, really good ball skills, and they said he's super cerebral. Uh, they think he's a pro. Uh, just needs further development at a higher level. He's going to get that at Michigan. But I agree with with Brian Seth a high floor at a position where, you know, the competition will, you know, raise all boats. Your your guys who are superior physical talent don't have experience. He can help bring them along. Uh, in the meantime, he's a guy with some athletic upside himself that went undiscovered because he missed a year of football. And I, he was mostly a basketball guy, wound up sitting out a year of football, and that's how he flew under the radar. Yeah, it's funny. This guy played basketball um, with Hunter. At uh, at Demotha, so like that's that's a basketball high school. They they have decent football program too. But he was gonna try. So he's not just a basketball player. He was, you know, he's one of those guys who had the athleticism to play basketball. And you can see that in his film. He he gets up. Now his film. I warn anyone who wants to go in there because it's a Don Brown defense, and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna remember some things. So we're like watching. He's like he's getting on on top of a route. And we're like, oh, we gotta include this in the highlights. And then another guy gets gets burned on a, a slot fade on the same play for a touchdown. You're like, oh, or, or like you know the crossing routes happen again. The, the, the crossing routes are back. So he's gonna get in that room, and he's gonna be talking to some of the old guys, and be like. Oh man, you know, I remember when he did this. Oh yeah, Don Brown did this. All they're like, they're gonna all have memories together. Um, he's, you know, you take David Long's speed away from him, you give him average speed. You do take away a lot. It's not like a, a speed is a big thing for cornerbacks, but the the floor thing is important because Will Johnson had a little knee surgery after uh, after spring. Now they think he's gonna be ready for fall, and he he might be ready for fall, right? But you still need cornerbacks your first game. So you're going to go into your first game with Amorian Walker and, and Jaden McBurrows as your two guys? Like, that's that's a little edgy, right? Yeah, it, was a, it was just a knee scope. He'll be, he'll be good to go. Yeah, I, but I'm saying, and you also, you need more than two guys at cornerback. This is the lessons of the mid-2000s, right? You need to have more than a couple guys who can play out there. 
and you don't want to like take Sam still out of the nickel. So it's not like th- this roster was needed somebody in there with experience, and he has started more games than anybody on the uh, on the team right now. He's played more snaps than anybody on the team right now. He hasn't been in more games because Michigan's just played more games than UMass has in the last four years, but he's been basically a starter since 2019. So he's just been out there for a lot of football, and that is a huge deal, especially at a position where, you know, every little subtle thing that receivers do to you, he's seen it. Yeah, and Craig, you know that this guy wants to compete. His high school coach is on staff at Virginia Tech. They're guaranteeing him a starting spot. And he chooses Michigan where they didn't guarantee him a starting spot. And that was very, very clear. But again, he had, you know, Michigan had the the pedigree, the championship pedigree on the field to let him know he's going to be able to compete there. They had uh, the NFL draft to to point to as far as development is concerned. And they had some advocates at UMass that were like, look, that's where you should go. You add it all up. Michigan was able to overcome that starting guarantee from Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's good for him. I think it's great for Michigan. I mean, uh, two reasons that Seth mentioned are key. One is they don't really want to move San Ristel out of the slot corner. I mean, they'd, they'd like to keep him where he's at, where he's been a success and understands the defense. And so that's a big deal. Uh, two is Will Johnson, while he's probably ready for the starter, you, you don't want to push him if you don't have to push him. And this makes it, plausible to not really push him and ease him in if you need to. Uh, I don't want to discount uh, McBurrows or what McBurrows can do. I don't want to discount the kid that I keep talking about, who I think can play every time I see him as that Keyshawn Harris kid, whatever his name yeah. is. Players you know, him up a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, a legitimate Big Ten player and and so I, I don't think Michigan is bankrupt at that corner spot by any stretch of the imagination, but this raises the, raises the floor, that's for sure. And it gives you a kid who has been durable, who, who is smart and understands the position. And so I think Brian's right. It just sort of erases a concern. Uh, I'm a little less concerned about edge rushing. I mean, I think they'll be okay, at least on the edge rush this year, especially since I think they're going to have a luxury this year. I'm going to predict that luxury is that they'll get a little bit of an internal pass rush. Uh, and that's something that's very rare and, and, and really makes a defense elite. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. First of all, you in Keisha Bennett, I mean, not just the defensive guys talking Keyshawn, about him. Yeah. JJ was talking him up. Uh, Keyshawn uh, Harris. Harris. Yeah. Um, yeah. JJ was one of the ones talking him up too. Okay. So that when the quarterback is talking to him, it's like, okay, then maybe there's, maybe there is something there, but it was always um, the case that they were going to look. Uh, I don't think they felt like they had to have one. Like it was, they felt like it was a luxury, uh, but this guy, uh, you know, it says something to me that how the offers just stacked up like they did this this is a dude, you look at the film, to your point, Seth, you'll be very discouraged at points, but as one of the UMass guys they said it wasn't Don Brown. He's like, it's a Don Brown defense. <laughs> it's like, we play a lot of I, I man. Don't, I don't want to be – please do not make it come off like I don't like Don Brown. I love Don Brown. Don Brown is my favorite college coach of all time. The problem was he was a college coach, and Michigan was getting graded on whether they can beat a pro offense. That was right. the problem with Don Brown here. And I am a, I'm a UMass fan now. Because like I, I just I, I love Don Brown and I, I want him to have success. And 
we watched some uh, film on uh, on Wallace from 2021. We, we played against Pitt because we're like, oh, let's you know they had a good receiver, remember? Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, let's go see this, and and they're playing him off by 12 yards, and like I, Don Brown is going to be good for you. Is good for you, Mass. Like they needed, they had this uh, this Charlie Strong defense in there where everyone was just sitting way off and letting them take whatever they wanted underneath. It was fourth and six. They're down twenty three, and they're playing him twelve yards off the line. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that one we saw coming. Uh, by the time he committed, we knew it was coming. Now, Olivier Kamwa. This one is uh, one of the more interesting recruiting uh, victories that uh, certainly on the basketball side that I've seen. This is akin to you remember Aubrey Solomon saying "f Michigan" on video, and then committing to Michigan like uh, a couple of days later. This is that kind of turnaround. Michigan was out for Olivier Kamwa for all intents and purposes. And uh, they they kept at it. It's sort of like the Pistons and Monty Williams kept at it and eventually won him over and kind of shocked the world to take a, a Juwan Howard phrase because I was not at all optimistic uh, even after hearing that they were still in the mix, guys. I, you know, it's like knowing the circumstances, knowing he had some NIL influence in his in his circle, kind of telling him to prioritize that. I didn't think that Michigan was going to be able to muster uh, the turnaround. And then, of course, Tuesday night, I get a text that I didn't even see until Wednesday that he had just committed and uh, they had gotten the job done. So I don't know uh, if there's a better recruiting victory, Brian, than this one for Juwan Howard. Well, yeah. So your colleague at 24-7, Andrew Slater, tweeted about this recruitment where it was just like the player wanted A, um, <laughs> his dad wanted the bag and his agent wanted like him to go to like a coach that he was connected with. And so, you know, I think it speaks to Joan Howard's like ability, his charisma his, his and it also speaks to the fact that he's fighting with one arm tied behind his back. So <clears throat> how the heck is West Virginia or Baylor <laughs> like Kansas? I kind of get, you know, Kansas has like the pump brothers, like they got, a million billion dollars and everyone wants that program to pay whatever they need to be successful. West Virginia, Baylor, how are how are these teams even in the in the conversation when it comes to outbidding Michigan for NIL? And I'm really glad this this happened, this got done. I think it's a credit to, to Juwan Howard, but it also kind of underlines where Michigan is. Like I remember what was the last year on this podcast when we were talking about whether Hunter would come back and I said, it would be a failure if there was anywhere else in the world that that could, or Hunter could make more money than the university of Michigan. And well, he's no longer at the university of Michigan. So it's a good pickup. I mean, he, he feels a big hole as a backup five and probably the starting four, mm-hmm. you know, with Trey Jackson and Terrace Reed, that's probably 80 minutes a game at those three spots with quality players. Um, but if, something doesn't change we're going to be going through this rigmarole every offseason well we are we are going to i mean certainly we're going to we're we're it's going to be next season uh because uh you got two guys that are are in their last years of eligibility now i agree that they really have solved their front court in a reasonable in a reasonable way especially since trey jackson has said I mean, he left Seton Hall because they had him playing exclusively center and he didn't want to play exclusively center. And now he's saying, well, you know, he'll play a bit of center, but he Mm -hmm. wants, he wants to be a four. Um, 
And so they've got a 80 minute rotation among those three guys. And I suspect that's what it's going to be. Uh, I've often said on this show that you can't win without a guy from Finland. And so it's really good that they, they got Kamala from, from that point of view. And he's also, he's also a really nice player on a team that was the best defensive team in the country last year. And he, he has a high block rate. Uh, and, that fits nicely with Trey Jackson, who's all, all, also shown some defensive ability uh, on a Seton Hall team that wasn't very good, but they did play good defense last year. Uh, they, I think they were number 20 on Ken Palm. And so you bring in two guys who can play defense, and Kamwa is a good shooter, 70% uh, free throw shooters, career is 36.5% from three. 55% from two on high, high usage. Um, uh, Trey Jackson is a 35% three-point shooter on his career, 76% from the free throw line. So, so you're bringing in guys that, that should fit reasonably well with uh, uh, Terrace. And I think you've, uh, you've got a front court now that can compete. Uh, you know, neither one of, no one there is going to be Hunter Dixon, Dickinson from an offensive point of view. On the other hand, they're going to be a better defensive team. And, uh, and they're also, you know, with, uh, Kamwa, who's a really nice passer, incidentally, he, he can pass the ball. So, uh, I see this as, uh, you know, really good news for Michigan. Now they just have to shore up some other things. Seth, tell me if you, you give it this. I, I agree with, with Craig. I, I wouldn't sit here and predict that he is going to, talking about Kamwa, mm. is going to match Hunter no. Hunter's point per game no. total. I mean, it's possible, but I wouldn't predict that. But I do feel like he's going to space the floor better. I think he oh. is a yeah, he's he is a more versatile perimeter threat. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> he's basically if Brandon Johns found a pot of gold and got to like ha all the things that we wanted Brandon Johns to turn into – like that's kind of what this player is. He he, he uh, could, he's good on the glass. Not you know not incredible, but he'll be part of that. He he'll step out and take shots. He'll probably match Hunter as far as the spacing issues uh, on on offense. On defense, this team is completely different than last year's. Last year, you just had situations where you know you got a freshman who doesn't know what he's doing, and then you have four guys in the rotation who just don't have the athleticism to really guard anybody on the three to four spectrum there, right? And, and I don't want to, like, call Hunter Dickinson a bad defender, but he was not a... I, I will. Defender. <laughs> he was a bad defender. No, no, and you can put... <laughs> you can, uh, I know, but you have to remember, you know, you, you put him against Iowa, and he's had, he's had some good defensive games. But he's not a guy that you can have out there at the same time you have Baker and you have Shedder. And you have um, Terrence Williams, right? Well. Like they just had yeah. too many holes. And when you and they and in basketball, there's only five guys out there. So every piece of your game compounds everybody else's part of the game. And what's great about Nakamura is he solves two major problems. Now we have a secondary score. Doug is going to probably be the engine for the, of this offense unless they get another guy. And now you have somebody that can help Doug create offense and. Also, 
kind of gives you more of a defensive. Uh, he decides how your defense is going to work. When he's at the five, Michigan can be a switchable defense, and that is really hard to play against. You remember Xavier Tillman against uh, Mich- at Michigan State? Mm-hmm. Just, that would just that just caused us problems because there's no. You can put the ball anywhere, and then he just switches, right? They just have so many, so many more options, which is very different than Michigan last year, where they could just find a matchup they liked and then exploit it for half the game. Yeah, Tillman to me was was the always the difference, and I mean, as much as you point to the Cassius Winston metamorphosis, uh-huh. you know, from you know the first two years where he couldn't, uh, you know, he couldn't stay on the floor; they had to hide him. To the last two years where. He was way better as the best player on the floor. Tillman was the difference. His ability to, uh, I mean, whether it was on the pick and roll, he he was a threat. He was a threat rolling to the rim or making passes hmm. on, because I was like, okay, well, hey, overplay him, overplay his, him on the roll, and he would, he would find the open man. And then guarding pick and rolls, he was excellent. And I feel like you get that, you you get that kind of element with with Kamwa, in much the same respect. He's he's good in the two man game. He's a switchable defender. Juwan highlighted his ability as a as a passer, uh, and then to to get back over to the the defensive end of the floor. I mean, he's going to be on the glass. He can block shots. I just think from a from a value standpoint, there wasn't a better player that they were on in the portal than this. Yeah, and and. You know, he was a starter on a Tennessee team that I think finished fourth in Ken Palm. And they finished fourth in Ken Palm largely on the strength of their defense. So if this guy's playing 30 minutes a game for a, a team that's that good defensively, like he's obviously got to have some juice in that department. So, you know, replacing Hunter with Terrace and, and bringing in Kamwa, you know, you have <clears throat> Namari Burnett, who I think is also going to be a plus defender. Yeah, like, well. I got questions about how this team is going to score, but you know, with those Xavier Simpson, Charles Matthews teams, we saw that you know, th- if you have an elite defense, you can cobble it together on offense. And I think that that mu- that's probably looks what the path forward is for Michigan this year. Now, I, I think that they're probably maybe still poking around the portal for a two guard, maybe not a starter, but just a guy who can shoot. Like you need someone and maybe that's going to be george washington the third but I, this team looks like they just need a guy who's going to sit in a corner and shoot 40 percent from three because uh i don't think you're going to get that out of anyone in the front court maybe trey jackson he's he's displayed some ability in that department um but the lack of shooting on this team looks like an achilles heel but you know defensively i think they're going to be massively improved well, you, you can win, I mean, and you can be a good team even without great shooting. I mean, you saw it with Rutgers last year. And and could this team be Rutgers? Sure. Because uh, I'm with you on this one for sure, uh, certainly, in that I think Burnett's uh, a plus defender mm-hmm. and will be a plus defender. Now, can he shoot the ball? I don't know. I mean, part of the problem for the, for the team is you've – maybe not problem, but the question is – what do they have? What do they have with George Washington? I don't know. I like his tape. I mean, he's he's a kind of guy I was glad they got. Uh, what do they have with uh, with Jalen Llewellyn? We don't know. He didn't look great early last year, but he he played pretty well in the Ivies. He 
there may be more there than we know. What about yo-yo? You know, if, if yo-yo evolves, could yo-yo be a, a, a functional three who could shoot the ball and do some stuff and play defense? Maybe. We, we just don't know. So that, you know, so you, you just have a lot of a lot of questions uh in in the front court that you just are at this point are hard to answer but i think they still only have 11 guys on scholarship and that to me seems to mean they got they've got to find somebody else and somebody else needs should be a shooter a guy who can play the three a guy who can who can play so so i got a name for you the guy's a shooter you got a name yeah i got a name he's a 400 shooter uh he is a um very solid defender he was starting for Kentucky, uh, but he's Reeves. Been, yeah, Reeves, Reeves, Antonio yeah. Reeves. I don't know if he's in the portal yet, but I think that if he does, that seems like the perfect fit. And that's that's a guy that they would play starter man. So I think he would play over Namari. There's also a guy um, who just decommitted from North Carolina, who's a freshman, who is a five-star guy. I don't know that Michigan's after him, but Carolina apparently – uh, recruited over him on the portal and and he got upset about it so his name i think is simeon wilcher mm-hmm. he he was a, a one of the top high school recruits not in the related country. to our wilcher right no, no <laughs> it's not related to thomas <laughs> last well. night. And, but he's i'm sure michigan is gonna you know kick the tires on him and 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 check in and see you know what what he's looking for uh so there are some people out there who could help uh, but right now you know the ones that really could help they they lost ray j dennis yeah. who would have been a perfect fit for michigan that kid can play and uh he would have been a nice fit and they lost him and they lost uh, what's his name duggan or dugan wasn't that his name uh so yeah, they'll find someone because they're not yeah, going into the season with 11 scholarships. I know that. Yeah. And Reeves is a Chicago guy. You got to right. figure mm-hmm. that that is uh, that is an angle that Jawan can can work. You know, I hadn't checked to see where where this portal status is uh, as of this morning. But yeah, man, that that would be that would be what the doctor ordered yeah. if they could if they could pull it off. Like you said, they got a couple scholarships left. Uh, he would definitely be one, and I think they would. And I expect. I, look, I checked on Simeon Wilcher last night. Oh, you did uh, as well. Uh, I haven't heard that Michigan is on him, but I I checked on him, anticipating that they would be. Yeah, you got to kick the tires on that. You got two scholarships left, right? And it won't be the only one. There's a, a stat that Ira gave yesterday: the number of of teams heading into June that have three or more scholarships. It was a startling list. Of course, Michigan uh, on it. But also on it, Kentucky, Carolina, Kansas, Texas, Bama, Florida, and Miami, all programs that have three plus scholarships. Wow. Heading into June. That's pretty Crazy. remarkable. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. But I, I, I can't imagine that by the time August rolls around, we'll be sitting with 11 scholarship guys. Right. Now, uh, that one I just can't imagine. Can we stash um, a hockey player or two on there? <laughs> yeah. Well, always uh, brunch there. I would love. Be great to have a couple full scholarships for. <laughs> yeah. So, so today is a newsworthy. I don't anticipate any any more football commitments coming down today, but soon there will be. This is going to be a huge month for Michigan uh, football recruiting wise. Is they'll they'll add four or five more commitments probably. But uh, news for the Big Ten. 
Uh, and so chew on this in the break. Uh, the Big Ten is going to announce the new scheduling model and the athletic reported that they are going to they're going to uh, have a call a quote flex protect model, a flex protect model where they do away with divisions. We'll discuss on the other side, see what you guys think of this likely plan, according to the athletic when we return. So stay tuned for that and much more here. And we'll go blog roundtable on the Michigan Insider on Sports Talk 1050 WTK the ticket. Later on the radio. All right. So and we got someone from what? A what? Malta. Uh huh. Yeah. Go. That's a new one for us. All right. I want to. Uh, thanks for listening from Malta. The, uh, uh, so what is this plan? I, I, I don't know about this, this flex so, scheduling. So. Yeah, flex protect. They said uh, Big Ten teams will be able to protect. First of all, they do away with divisions. And Big Ten teams will be able to protect one, two, or three annual rivals. Uh, and then, you know, they figure out the scheduling uh, after, after well, that. I would like to protect Ohio State, and I don't care about Michigan State. I mean, but, I, I, listen, I really I, Yeah, I wrote about care. this recently. It oh, doesn't really? matter what we care. Michigan, Michigan yeah. fans after last year are like, okay, screw it. Let's not have the rivalry with them anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They fill the stadium. And because they fill, oh, the stadium, we'll fill the stadium, it's going it, to – when, when you look at the prices we'll – fill the stadium with Indiana, though. No. When you look at the prices of the tickets, okay? Okay. Because the way that Michigan prices their, their season tickets now is they look at what the maximum get-in price is going to be on the secondary market, and that's how they price their tickets. They make sure they make every single red cent they can. And Michigan State tickets go for not as much as Ohio State tickets, but they are up there. They're way beyond Penn State. They're way beyond Wisconsin. They're way beyond uh, – Notre Dame is the only one that's comparable when they come to visit. So, And, and the USC tickets are looking big, and the, they're guessing the Texas tickets going to be big. That's, that's the level we're talking about. And if you can get a Michigan State game and get the kind of money that you make for inviting Notre Dame or Texas – you're not going to get that off your schedule ever. Not to mention Michigan State. If they have one game that they can play every single week, it would be Michigan. It's not going to happen. And they have as many votes as Michigan does. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't care. I don't care if we play them or it's, not. It's just, I'll, it's, play it's you. I'll play play. USC every year. I'll play UCLA every year. I don't care. Yeah. This is someone is uh, co-signing Craig. Say, you feel the state with Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not in conference. Yeah. So. Join. Yet. Come Yet. and join. Yet. You want to be in? Come and join. All your friends are here. Come and whatever your problem is in the ACC, break it up. Do what you got to do and get in here, Notre Dame. We're, we've been messing around for a hundred years. Just join. We've got cookies. Agree. Yeah. So Burgers. big Big Ten uh, ads requested, according to the Athletic, that they not have to make two trips to California in the same season. It seems like that ought to be pretty easy to accommodate. So that's another caveat that's been been thrown in there. The things that. Uh, I guess that are worthy of discussion is what you just brought up, Craig. You don't want Michigan State to be a protected team. And a lot of Michigan fans don't want Michigan State to be a protected team. I tend to agree with Craig. I mean, uh, with Seth, I think they will be. Yeah. Uh, The other thing is you got to get right with the, the, the likelihood, at least in the short term of Michigan and Ohio State playing at least twice in the same season. Yeah. You know, someone just brought up, he said, so Scott Davis said, so Michigan and Ohio State can play three times in the same season. Possible. 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 Yeah. Good point. The, uh, uh, I don't know, backing off this and going to another topic just for a second. Is, is English the official language of Pittsburgh? 
I mean, I assume it is. And, what? And, and, and because I noticed that Papa Conte signed, signed with Pitt. Wasn't that the supposed issue here? Maybe the, it wasn't the issue. So it, was, I mean, it was definitely an admissions issue. I don't know if it was with the, uh, I don't know if it was with the TOEFL uh, test okay. of English as a foreign language. I don't know if that was the, if that was the issue, but it was, it was definitely an admissions issue. So, okay. um, you know, they were looking to, you know, maybe he, he could have maybe done prep uh, another semester or have done something to to make it in, but he wasn't he couldn't clear Michigan admissions. Whereas he that doesn't mean you can't clear admissions elsewhere. Obviously. Obviously he well, did. <laughs> obviously he did. <laughs> so true for, for a long time. I, other you know, question. Yeah. Oh go ahead. No, I was just saying I, I don't know if you want to go back to the um to yeah to the schedule. I, I interrupted. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about that when we go yeah. live again. Yeah, okay. Go ahead then Chris. Sure. Yeah, I have a question. I mean, I don't think the basketball program has announced <coughs> Trey Jackson or Namari Burnett. They announced Trey Jackson. They yeah. announced Trey Jackson. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's okay. enrolled actually. Somebody I, found him in the okay. directory. So that and what about Burnett? Have not seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I, I have not uh, heard that there's concern there. I haven't heard yeah, concern I, either. Yeah. But I, I, I asked I someone the other day and I was up. and they're like not worried. Not worried. Not there was okay. worry about love before yes, there it was. happened. There was not love. There was right. not worry this time. Yeah, I was just a little concerned because they didn't. I mean, everyone had publicized love being here, and, Kamala, and then the by next the way, announced Kamwa on the main page. Oh uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kamwa was announced, but I hadn't seen announcements on uh, yeah, Burnett man. or Jackson. But Jackson seemed like a, a lock. He's a grad transfer. He's you know. Yeah, you got to ride this way. Hopefully, it helps them get some momentum with some other guys with these last couple of scholarships, and they need this to be a a big time su- success story that he can he can tout and sell. You need examples, man. Just like uh, right. football on the on the NIL side, they're able to sell their guys who are having success NIL wise, and it's been it's help. It's been helpful. Mm-hmm. It's been really helpful. So they're about to crush it this month. They're about to crush really, it. in football, they're going to have. Yes, they are. They're going to have a great month. How who is I had Smiths even, are going to be in the class? Yeah, <laughs> who is? Uh, yeah, who is that guy? I don't know anything about. That's the Jayden first Smith. I heard. So Jaden Smith is a kid from West Charlotte who just came in. Okay, linebacker, safety linebacker that okay. Partridge has been on, and so his coach. What's the kid? Um, uh, that was he was a running back recruit. Went to Tennessee, transferred to Michigan State. The hell is that? Oh, dude's oh, name? uh, Quer- Quer- uh. Kavaris Crouch. Crouch. So Kavaris yeah. Crouch's right. coach yeah. is this kid's coach, and okay. so he's he's tight with Jay. He's tight with Partridge. Uh, this kid is is uh, a, a safety linebacker hybrid that I think Michigan will play uh, at linebacker. He uh, had a great visit. He has an official an official schedule for. Uh, a couple of weeks from now to Michigan, but he's going to announce his decision on Monday. So what okay, does, so mean, he, so yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> but I'm it, who, who was the competition for him? Do you know who else was was that? Um, let me pull him up because there, he just a bunch of them that came in fairly recently. He his name finally got out there to the okay. But yeah, he just tweeted his final four, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. So forgive me. Okay, that's because I'm bringing it up right now. So he um. Uh, so on May 24th, his top seven was Michigan, USC, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Virginia Tech, Utah, and Louisville. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isn't this Final Four in Michigan, like, USC, Virginia Tech, and Kentucky? Isn't this okay. commercial break like eight minutes long? And we are back, folks, here on the Michigan Insider Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTKA.com. Sam Webb, Mr. Ira Wine, Mr. Matt the Miz <laughs> on the other side. I'm here. used to it by now, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. It's all they good. look yeah, completely they, different. They do, yeah, they do, but it's muscle memory, man. I've been working with the dude for what, 15 years or I something? I mean, if, if you put, if you put, what maybe another foot and change and another maybe two bills on ira it'd be the same probably when, when ira's guys, on the video i can actually see sam in the window i cannot see sam in the window <laughs> <laughs> listen so mr wide drive will be back with us this weekend at wolverine weekend cannot wait gonna get a lot of have a lot of great moments a lot of great uh football breakdown uh, a lot of great insight and intel from the from the players That'll be up there. So we'll be bringing some some of that to you. Can't bring you all of it because all you know most of it has to be there for the event. But we'll bring some of it back here. But let's get to the topic at hand, fellas, and that is Big Ten scheduling. Set to be announced today is the new scheduling model that the Athletic uh, Nicole Auerbach wrote about. This uh, she's reporting that they will uh, have something called uh, Flex Protect. Flex Protect, and what Flex Protect offers where they will do away with divisions and that Big Ten teams will have the ability to protect one, two, or three annual rivals. And of course, uh, that creates a lot of scheduling flexibility. It eliminates the imbalance that we see with a division that has never won a Big Ten title. It also gives way for the possibility of Michigan and Ohio State playing twice or even three times in the same season. What do you make of that Mr. Cook. I mean, it, it, uh, at first blush, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> you got a, you got a 16 team conference. You're playing nine conference games and you don't have divisions. How the hell are you going to reasonably break any ties? If you got three teams with one conference loss, you're going to go to, I guess the record of the teams they played, but you have really no idea who should actually be in the championship game. And I thought, you know, adding USC and UCLA was actually an opportunity to like just shove Purdue over into the Big Ten East. And then, you know, USC versus Michigan Big Ten championship game. Well, that's got some appeal. Um, so I, I felt like this was a, a good opportunity to kind of balance the divisions out. Uh, but getting rid of them just, it just seems like impossible to. I mean, you're gonna. There's gonna be a four-way tie some year, right? <laughs> there's gonna be four teams with one conference loss, and then you're gonna be like, "Well, I guess we're gonna pick these two. Yeah, so, I had yeah. that thought, Brian, and I. And I guess my my immediate reaction when I had that thought was, that "This is a stopgap until they get to where they plan to get in in expansion, which I don't think is far off in the distance. And then they'll do they'll do the the new divisions at that point in time. Because you're right, I think. Got to have divisions with a with the league this big, right? You, you yeah. Think? What's the point? I mean, what's the point of this of this flight? I mean, what what are they trying to cure? They're trying to cure Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, balance, yeah. Okay, but right, but here's the it. other thing too. They want to have if if we're going to have USC in the league, they want everyone to be able to play USC at USC one time in your career in your career. That was like one of the main goals that they said they wanted. And when the last thing, the last round, they said they were already doing away with divisions and they were just deciding whether they're going to have 
one protected, two protected, three protected, there's flex thing. They're finally deciding they're going to the flex thing. But that's the idea. They want you to be able to play every single team over a period of time. Now, there is a way, Brian, because I've been advocating this forever. There is a way to do this, and it's just to have a showcase game and get away with get, get rid of the idea of it being a championship game and play the best game that you didn't play at the end of the season. I've run out as many seasons as I can to try to get a, a good sample of how seasons can end. And yes, even when you do have four-way ties, you do have head-to-heads that can decide those. And then you just take the, the, the Ohio State and the Iowa, whatever year that was, and have them play each other. Or the Michigan-USC, if they haven't played each other, and they play each other in the number one game. And you have the number two game. And you know the results going in. However this works out, you know who's going to win. Usually that ends up as championship game. Usually that one game is the best game, the best game you haven't played the season. One team is like, you know, 9 and 0, one team is 8 and 1, and the winner of that game is going to be one loss with a head to head and that's fine. Yeah, I I don't know how any of this makes any sense, but it doesn't make sense now. It won't make sense with 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 these various various measures. That's what it comes down to. It's not a conference. We're not in a conference. The Big Ten is no longer a conference. Yeah, the sense went out the window when they added Rutgers in Maryland. Yeah, I think this is I think this is a move in the interim um, to to cure exactly what I said. What Brian uh, mentioned specifically with Purdue to cure the imbalance in the meantime until they add whoever they're going to add, and then they go to divisions, and then it, this makes much more sense. Um, you know, the 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 process of getting to. Uh, the, the champion, but that brings about some other questions about how you feel about the protected games. Cause it's easy to pick who they're going to be for Michigan. It's going to be Ohio state, Michigan state seeing a lot of angst about Michigan state uh, remaining on the every year schedule. Not getting out uh, of it. Michigan. It's a moot point. I hear you. <laughs> listen, what do you want Michigan to stand on the table for? They already stood on the table for Hey, we aren't playing night games. Uh, that's what, uh, that's November. what I want. That's the only thing. That's the only they're thing. Not, they're not going to get out of the Michigan State series, so like that's fine. But yeah, I I go to the games. I would like it to be thirty instead of twenty <laughs> when I go to the games in November. So that's pretty much. I mean, other than like maybe we can reformat the broadcast so there's more like ads during the thing and less ads that you know I have to sit in the stadium for three and a half minutes. But that's never going to happen. So in terms of feasible stuff, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, it sounds like Ohio State in agreeing to play Michigan State at night in November this year. I kept wondering what was the give back. I mean, mm-hmm. you made the sacrifice. What do you get in return? And Ira was talking yesterday about how they are they are being guaranteed to not have to do it again. So I don't know if that means that it's on the table for Michigan to have to do it at some point or what, but the, there's been no bend from Michigan on this point. Uh, maybe unrealistic. The Michigan State thing. It sounds like you, Craig, wanted to give it an old college try, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I've been saying this on this show for years. I don't care if we play Michigan State or not. Said lot. We've said, you know, I've said some good things about Michigan State players in particular. Loved Xavier Tillman. We talked about him earlier. I hadn't thought about Kamwal. You know, perhaps resembling Tillman. I hope he does because Tillman was an admirable. Uh, player and guy that's for sure so um uh, but in terms of playing them in football in particular i just don't care but <laughs> apparently that isn't happening so my preferences don't mean anything 
Yeah, as Seth pointed out in the break, look, yeah. the game is a huge, a huge gate game for, for Michigan. So as much as we might hate, you know, seeing that team come through here, or some of us might, I love playing Michigan State every year personally. I know you do. <laughs> I know that I don't speak for everyone in that regard. So, uh, you know, I think those people are going to have to grin and bear because it's too much money online. But what about this? What about playing? Ohio State twice in the same that's season. What that's, and that's what I don't want. That's what I care about. When you ask me, like, hey, what do you guys want on the thing? I would, I don't want rematches. Rematches are terrible. You already have that information. All you can do is destroy that information. Like when Wisconsin well, played it, Michigan it, State it, again in the beat, championship, okay, so, I hated that. Well, well, Georgia played Alabama twice in the same season, and they, they won. And team they should not have had the opportunity. You lose to your rival, you should have to eat that. For a whole year. If you lose to Michigan at Columbus, you're supposed to hear 45, 23, a thousand, 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 thousand times. And then we're going to say it again next year when we beat you again. It's just that's how it should work. That's what are you going to do? Have Michigan, Ohio State play each other in the game and it's not going to matter because they both already locked up the one, two spots? Because that's going to happen. You're going to have Michigan go to Ohio State one year. Michigan's going to be number one. Ohio State's going to be number two. They're both going to be undefeated in conference. And no matter who wins that game, the game, it's not going to matter because they're both going to meet each other in the following week. Well, it, it will matter. It, it, it will matter. It behooves you to, to win that game because it gives, it gives you some leeway if you lose the championship game and still uh, make the playoff. If you mail it in at the end of the regular season, you lose that game, then you lose the playoff too. Fine. Fine. But that's, I, but you're talking about you're taking a lot <coughs> off of the greatest game that college football has every single year. That game should be it. You should die if you lose that game. I mean, you should. What should happen is that they should just give Michigan Ohio State cake schedules every year, because then whoever loses that game will lose the tiebreaker with any other one-loss team, and will will prevent. Right. The uh, <laughs> that's not how they're so. thinking, though. I, I'm sure that's not how. But that's what the point of the showcase game. Was. Well, like, don't as an aside, have any replays. When does the 12 team playoff start? This year, next year? I think it's year. next year. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Which you know really enhances the possibility of, uh, as someone pointed out, of a three team of of playing them three times in a year. I mean, that could legitimately happen. Or somebody else, Georgia playing Alabama three times in a year could happen. I mean, it, it's it's not ideal. I agree with Seth. I don't like it much. Yeah, it can't make perfect. And again, I, I still think this is a stopgap. Uh, I, I do think that we'll eventually get back to divisions. I don't know how you achieve once you, even right now, it doesn't make sense. But the only reason why you wouldn't do it, at least in my opinion, is because you don't want to have to blow up the your your um your division model again in a couple of seasons. So um play this play it this way for now and then settle the division thing in a couple of years when you add Washington and Oregon, whoever else you're gonna add. USC did not want to like jump in the conference and immediately get Iowa and Nebraska and Wisconsin. Like that that they when you join the Big Ten, you get to play Michigan and Ohio State. That's just always been when Penn State joined the Big Ten, they got to play Michigan. When Michigan State joined the Big Ten they got to play Michigan, right? Like, that's just always how it's been. When they formed okay, the Big got- Ten, what was it? Chicago wanted to play Michigan. <laughs> All right, we got a couple minutes left. So, tennis and Lionel Messi turning down $1.2 billion. Go, Craig. 
Well, I just want to talk about tennis briefly because Michigan ended up or one of their players made the NCAA finals championships, Andre Styler, uh, and that he was, he won. The, the, an amazing thing happened in the first set of that, of that match. Styler's down 4-2, has a break point. It's called out, putting him back on serve. And he, uh, he, he overrules the ref. Sty overrules the ref to his detriment and gives the point to the other kid. He's now down 5-2. He comes back and wins the set. Then in the second set, he's up 5-3 serving with, uh, for the NCAA championship with four, four, four match points. The first point, Styler hits an ace. It's called out. The announcer calls it in. Uh, David Nasternak and I are watching it. It's in. They call it out, and he just sort of loses it. And uh, it, at least seemingly, and he ends up lo losing this, losing the match to the other kid eventually. But still, for a, for a kid from a Midwest school to make it all the way to the NCAA finals and to come within an inch of winning, it is quite remarkable. So somebody in, in this in the Michigan sports world should talk about, hey, what Andre Styler did this year. Uh, and so. Congratulations to him and congratulations to the Michigan tennis men's and women's who had great years. Yeah, go to drove down State Street. You can see, I mean, the, the, the crowd looked fantastic. Yeah, they had good crowds when they were here. Yeah. Yeah, looked fantastic. Uh, how much money has Lionel Messi made in his career where he could turn down $1.2 billion? I mean, he, yeah, it doesn't matter to Lionel Messi. What I, ladies of Miami, what? you need to get impregnated by Lionel Messi, as many of you as possible. It is your patriotic duty. We got to have, I think, 600 messy children <laughs> before he goes back to Argentina. Or we got, we got like a window here. Hey, look, hey, you radically got, improve listen. the men's national team or the women's yeah, national team. Never. Children. Let that be the headline hey. for every report. 600 I'm messy you, children. There are plenty of volunteers, and Zaya Williamson knows them all. He knows them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just telling you, Messi, if you need some volunteers. <laughs> he has a whole list. I'm just telling you. Anyway, folks. <laughs> we always have fun. Hey, next week, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about more Michigan football commitments. So stay tuned for that, folks, as uh, things are about to rev up uh, for Michigan on the football recruiting side of things. And, and I don't even consider what they've done thus far as revved up. How about that? So at any rate, always fun, fellas. Uh, looking forward to next week. Until then, folks, thanks for watching and listening to another edition of the MGOBLA Roundtable on the Michigan Insider on Sports Talk 1050 WTK The Ticket, the official voice of University of Michigan Sports Ann Arbor, a cumulus station.